Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools and information they need to grow and change their worlds. Now here's your host, Dale Dixon. The solution is the important part. This is the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. On the podcast today, we dive into the topic of problem solving. This is part one in a multi-part conversation. And the way the podcast works, each and every week, we dive into one of the core competencies outlined in The Complete Leader. It's the book by Ron Price and Randy Lisk. Now, if you don't have the book, that's perfectly fine. The podcast is here for you. But if you've got the book, the podcast provides that deeper look into each of these issues. And each and every week, Ron Price brings his wisdom to the table on these issues. Ron, great to be with you today. Good to be with you, Dale. So problem solving, and it's not like any of us have any problems. <laughs> it's, it's probably one of the consistent things you hear as you work with clients all over the world. It is the one consistency among all human beings as well as leaders. Yeah, the reality is that we all face problems. And oftentimes, this is what gives us a chance to lead. It's the thing that gives us a chance to be leaders. So I often say if all the problems went away, we'd probably be unemployed. I can remember hearing many years ago, Dale, that I needed to change my attitude about problems, and I needed to start to see them as opportunities with work clothes on. Mm, That's a great approach, which ultimately will help you find the solution. So the work clothes, though, is where it, it hangs people up, I can imagine, because that means that it's, it's the tough part. It's the hard work of working yeah, through those, and it, it's uncomfortable. You're correct. It is. And uh, problems tend to frustrate us. They tend to interrupt our plans, get in the way of what we want to accomplish. But I've learned that your attitude or your approach to problems can have a big impact on your ability to come up with the best solution. And it reminds me of uh, one of my favorite people to quote, Napoleon Hill. I love quoting him because he was given the responsibility years ago to go across the United States and interview as many leaders in industry and government, the not-for-profit world as he could, and see if he could come up with a, quote, American formula for success. And one of his quotes that has stayed with me throughout my whole career is that every problem adversity, or heartache has contained within it a seed of equivalent or greater benefit. And I think, wow, that's an amazing statement to reflect on. Every problem, adversity, or heartache has inside of it a seed of equivalent or greater benefit. And if you take that metaphor far enough, you think about, well, what's a seed? A seed We can hardly even tell what a seed is going to become unless we know what package we took it out of. And a seed really doesn't have any value unless we do something with it. We have to know how to care for it. We have to know how to tend it. And of course, different seeds have to be treated different ways. So if a problem has contained within it a seed, we have to understand how to work through turning that problem into an opportunity or into a greater benefit by how we first understand it, and then how we respond to it. When I hear that quote, and um, I'm with you, I just love it, but it brings to mind the idea of a scarcity mindset versus an abundance mindset. And 
how leaders get to that place of abundance so that they see the opportunity within the challenge and the struggle. Yeah. And, and so I how, think do you, really, how do you get there? Well, it starts by choice. I mean, I don't automatically respond to every problem like, oh boy, here's a great opportunity. I'm going to have fun with this. I have to choose to position my attitude, to position my mindset. And I think a lot of effective leadership is by choice. It, it's choosing values over emotions. It's choosing principles or insights over emotions. It's learning how to manage what we often refer to, and it comes from Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits, managing that space between stimulus and response. So sometimes I'll have an initial negative response to a problem, and then I back up and I say, wait a minute, I want to be a good leader here. I want to be a good influencer. So that means I need to stop and pause and think about principles and values and how do I manage that space between what I just became aware of and how I'm going to deal with it, how I'm going to respond. And for me, there are three initial steps that I think of taking when I'm facing a problem. And I, these steps have helped me, I think, to get better and better at problem solving throughout my career. So the first step is to ask myself the question, do I understand this problem? Do I understand what its cause is? Do I understand how it's impacting myself or those around me or our business or what our goals are? Have we tried to solve this problem in the past? And if so, did it work or not work? And why didn't it work? And if we did invest the time into this problem, into solving it, would there be a good return? Would there be a good benefit or a result of spending time and energy on it? All of these are important questions to help me understand the problem in a more comprehensive way so that then I can go to the next step. The next step is do I understand the framework or the time frame for solving this problem? Some problems can be solved today. Some problems it might take 10 years to solve, depending on the complexity. I know none of us want to think that we're going to spend 10 years. But the idea is that every problem has a window of time when it's ideal to solve it. And if you try to solve it prematurely, you could end up with a, a, a poor solution or a less than optimal solution. And if you wait too long, you could miss the opportunity to solve it and there could be negative consequences as a result. So there's a right time frame for resolving every problem. And then the third step is, do I understand who should be involved in solving this problem? Some of us feel like, well, I'm supposed to solve all the problems. But the reality is in our organizations, there are many times where as a leader, we're not the person who's in the best position with the best knowledge, with the best context to solve that problem. And oftentimes, it's a matter of bringing together the right combination of people to solve a problem. So the third step is who should actually be involved in solving the problem. And I should neither assume that I'm the person, nor should I automatically assume that it's not my problem, it's somebody else's. So these three steps are where I begin. I hear as you lay out those steps to um, number one, manage your mindset and then use the, the steps of understanding the problem, the time frame, and who should be involved. That's bringing into play a lot of the skills that we talk about in the Complete Leader Program. Yeah, it sure is. We break them down into individual skills because each one of them has something that we can learn about being more effective as a leader. 
But the reality is that when we lead day by day, we're pulling from everything that we've learned. So we can't say that we're just using one skill like problem solving or we're using one skill like conflict management. We're always using a number of these skills and we just break them down so that we can go deeper in understanding how to become better at these different skills ourselves. But in problem solving, sometimes you're bringing into play uh, conceptual thinking decision-making, obviously. Sometimes it's creativity or you're in, engaging continuous learning. You might be bringing in understanding and evaluating others or negotiation or teamwork or developing others. So problem solving really takes probably at one point or another draws from almost all of the other 24 skills that make up the complete leader program. All right. So what comes next? Well, so I'm going to suggest that as we begin this conversation, the first place to start is let's make a list of all the things that you can identify as problems. For some of us, that's easier than others. For me, I tend to be the eternal optimist. So somebody says, what problems do you have, Ron? And I'll say, what problems? Because I tend to see the glasses half full. And so I might have to work a little bit harder at saying, yeah, you know what? I really do have a list of problems. There's this and this and this. And the way that I get to those is I say, if I could wage, wave a magic wand to change anything in my work or in my life that I could, what would I wave the magic wand at? And there I begin to identify, identify those problems. For some of us, the glass is always half empty. So we're actually pretty good at seeing problems, but we tend to see them as intractable or unsolvable, and we tend to get more discouraged easily. So in this case, it's right down the list of things that you're frustrated with, the things that are bugging you, with the idea that any one of those you could use as an opportunity to learn how to be a problem solver, not just a problem identifier. So if you do this with the problems that you have today, that's a great start. Of course, you could be even more creative and think about what problems you're going to have in the future. You've got kids that are five and you're thinking about when they turn 15. <laughs> or you might be looking at what challenges your business is going to have in the coming year and how new problems are going to occur. Yeah, you could do that as well. But the reality is, it's probably better to start with the problems that you currently have and that you can address and learn how to develop your muscle for problem solving right now. Hmm. That's a, a great first start. And th these are habits you're talking about creating um, that take intentional work. So it sounds simple on the face of it, but it's really a challenge to start thinking this way and and dissecting what's around us in the way that you laid out with the idea of understanding the problem, the time frame, and who should be involved. Yeah, absolutely. And in the work that we do with leaders, our goal is always to get them to the point where exercising a skill is second nature. It becomes instinctive. You don't have to consciously think about it. But the way you get there is you have to first become aware of what the skill looks like when it's performed at a high level. And you have to be able to identify a gap between the way that you're exercising that skill and what it looks like when it's really been, when it has been mastered. So you first have to develop this awareness of the gap between where you're at and what it could be. Then you have to develop some ways of practicing it. So again, you're staying very conscious and very intentional, thinking about how do I deal with this problem? And so the three steps that I gave you earlier are ways that we help leaders begin to become more conscious, more intentional 
in thinking about problem solving. And if you do that long enough, it gets a little bit easier, a little bit easier, a little bit easier, and then it becomes what you refer to as a habit. I think of a habit as something that it's easier to do than it is not to do. So if I want to develop the habit of exercising, I know that it's become a habit when it's harder for me not to do it than it is for me to do it. So if we build that habit and repeat that habit over and over and over again, eventually it moves from our conscious intentional awareness to our subconscious and it becomes instinctive in the way that we practice it. So the way in we're, when we're doing coaching, the way that we describe this is we first define it, then we practice it, and eventually we become it. And that's where we want to go with developing our problem-solving skills. So we told listeners off the top that we're going to have a few conversations around this idea of problem solving. What is coming up next? <laughs> well, next, we're going to talk about two simple ways to categorize problems. We call them linear and nonlinear. So a linear problem is rather straightforward. It's easier to identify the cause and to come up with a solution, test the solution and see that it works. It's fairly sequential. A nonlinear problem is not that way. It's got a lot of moving parts. And there may be some visible and some invisible causes. And I tend to think of it as more of a tangled mess. So we're going to look at how to identify these two different kinds of problems and then how to solve linear problems, how to work towards solutions there. And then probably that's going to take a whole nother conversation. So we'll have a third conversation about problem solving where we get into these tangled messes that we tend to discover in problem solving. Fantastic. I'd like to issue a challenge to the listeners to really start the process of thinking um, like a problem solver, and that would just be to write down the Napoleon Hill quote that Ron gave you earlier and put it somewhere so that it's always in front of you, and that is every problem, adversity, or heartache has contained with it seeds of equivalent or greater benefit. And uh, you can hit the backspace on your podcast player 10 seconds to get that all over again. Um, but that Napoleon Hill quote is a fantastic reminder for the mindset that uh, Ron has been talking about here. Any final words for us, Ron? Well, I have to confess that sometimes that quote makes me angry. Oh, <laughs> because sometimes I don't want to solve the problem. I just want to be upset. <laughs> but it also guides me. Once I get that initial emotional response out of the way, it brings me back to that a leader's job is to go hunting for that seed of equivalent or greater benefit. And I've been working with that quote for the better part of 30 years now, Dale. And many, many times it's helped me to open up an opportunity that I wouldn't have otherwise seen. Mm, fantastic. The book is The Complete Leader. The website is thecompleteleader.org. You will find a lot of resources there to grow in your personal development and leadership journey. I encourage you to check it out. If this podcast episode was helpful for you, would you just do us two quick favors? Number one, subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast player so that each and every week when a new episode is released, you are the first to have it. And then if you would share this podcast with someone that you know is on that same leadership development journey, we would be most grateful. It is here to help others. The Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to The Complete Leader Podcast. 
Find more online at thecompleteleader.org.